Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group webinar. Today is August 8th, 2022. We're so grateful to have all of you joining us here today to take part in this work. Before we begin, let us take just a moment to collect ourselves, to link up as a group, and sound the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love about the need, touch our hearts anew with love that we too may love and give. Once again, welcome to everyone new and returning. I'm sure we have several new people joining us here each week. The purpose of this webinar with that in mind is twofold. We meet here to introduce new people to the work of triangles and to aid them in the forming of triangles. And also to create a platform where those who are already members of triangles, maybe have been doing it for many years, can come together and to participate in a meditative visualization in support of the work. Whether you're new or a longtime member of Triangles and you'd like to form a triangle today, please go ahead and you can put your interest into the chat box and we'll try to connect you with two other people in the chat, hopefully who are also looking for a triangle and we can create new triangles each week. Of course, if there aren't three people, sometimes we people write into us separately and we can, we can connect you that way. So please do put your interest in the chat if you'd like to form a triangle. For those of you who are new, it may help to know that what triangles is. Triangles is a very simple visualization technique which uses the power of thought and prayer to uplift and ultimately transform consciousness, human consciousness. The work of triangles involves visualizing a line of light, lighted, loving communication between three people and also agreeing to vivify that triangular link each day. Essentially, three people link together as a triangle of light and then they visualize that triangle within a planetary network of triangles composed of individuals all throughout the world. And as this network is visualized, the great invocation is then sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of all humanity. <clears throat> this, of course, need only take a few minutes each day and can be fit into even the busiest of schedules. Triangles do not need to be done at the same time as your partners, rather linking up at any time which is convenient helps you to strengthen and vivify this triangle which exists in consciousness all the time. We will have joining us today a special guest, Catherine Cruz. Catherine is a student of the Ageless Wisdom as given out in the Alice Bailey writings 
and in the Abrahamic wisdom traditions. She's going to be speaking with us today about right human relations in a time of rending. So before we proceed, let us just join together in a short visualization followed by the sounding of the mantra on your screen. Visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And then visualize within that sphere a triangle. This is the triangle of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle from point to point merging and blending the three points and filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize energies radiating forth from the center and through the five points of the planetary star. London, Darjeeling, New York, 
Geneva, and Tokyo. Visualize these outpouring energies, enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity. We sound together the mantra. Radiance we are in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need we reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. An investigation into any one or other of the problems of humanity, such as in the political, economic, and social spheres, leads naturally to an investigation of the causes that lie behind them and prevent their solution. Upon investigation, one finds historical injustices, contemporary ignorance, unmeasured reactionism, and at every turn, the psychological tendency to separate the other from oneself or group. Yet, one also finds in every age, people of goodwill, working to bring human action into right alignment with moral virtue, with the universal principles and common values, which are the outstanding expressions of humanity's spiritual nature. Humanity has a spiritual destiny, as do all things in nature. This destiny is a group destiny. And as far as humanity remains a house divided, it squanders this birthright and prolongs suffering. The ideal, achieving the ideal of right human relations, requires that every barrier, whether it be psychological or material, which divides the human race in every field and at every level to eventually be bridged and eliminated. Once established, these bonds of relationship between every man and woman, every group and nation across the globe will flourish. 
These bonds of relationship are, of course, inherent in our very nature. And this is discovered once those barriers to their right expression are removed. These bonds of relationship are rooted in our common humanity, which is itself based on a shared spiritual nature and a common purpose. Right apprehension of the problems humanity faces requires the recognition that humanity does not exist in a vacuum and that there are many energies, forces, and agencies which play and act upon it. Humanity must contend with these forces of nature, learning to control and direct some of them and acknowledge others as conditioning factors which are unavoidable and within whose influence humanity must by fate proceed. Esoteric philosophy posits that the seeds of all life are contained within seven primordial beings that appear on the highest plane of manifestation. They are the highest cognizable emanations <clears throat> of the one unknowable all, which in esoteric philosophy is nameless, ever concealed and unmanifested. These seven are known by many names, the seven sons of Manvantaric Dawn, the seven Logoi or builders, and the seven angels of the presence being some of the most common. These primordial beings are the seven rays of life, the seven archetypal energies of all things. They permeate every plane of cosmos, every solar system, planet, constellation, each sentient being, and even groups such as nations and kingdoms in nature. In humanity, these seven manifest as seven psychological archetypes, each conditioning the various principles and bodies in man or in a nation as well. The various combinations of these personality factors strongly affect the expression of both the lower and the higher psyche, the soul and personality of each person. Likewise, nations and even planetary and astrological cycles are conditioned and affected by these rays. Today, the sixth ray of abstract idealism and devotion is waning in influence, moving out of incarnation, while the seventh ray of order and ceremonial magic is coming in. This creates a planetary environment wherein the energy conditioning the past 2,000 years of human history is crystallizing old habits and ways of thinking. And at the same time, incoming energies are rapidly causing a stimulation of new ideas, methodologies, and paradigms. So you have this old and the new being brought into very close contact. And humanity and its inexperience with the new, and at the same time attachment to the old, is therefore itself being thrown into great conflict. Certain lines of division are seemingly strengthened, while at the same time the whole world is being brought into closer relationship and integration. For the seventh ray is also the ray of synthesis and unification. 
This conflict and tension is exacerbated by the fact that the monastic or mental principle in the human family is rapidly awakening and coming into greater dominance. This principle will in time become a link to the deepest and most spiritual aspects of our nature. However, when only the lower principle of mind dominates, illusion and separation become overemphasized rather than wisdom and truth. The lower mind on its own sees only the many parts, but not the whole. The discriminative faculty of the lower mind separates in order to know and understand, whereas the higher mind, which must in time govern the lower, is, a, is the synthesizing faculty. It perceives knowledge, the faculty of at one It knows, it thinks, and knows in terms of relationship, and this thereby dispels illusion and gives us a vision of the whole, how to create, how to live within that whole. The Triangles Network has a special role to play in the bridging between the old and the new and mediating these emerging spiritual energies into the minds and consciousness of humanity. The triangle itself is symbolic of the soul or mediating principle between spirit and matter. It symbolizes the relation of two opposite poles. When we link up with our triangles and the triangles network, the energy of the soul aids in resolving the past and preparing human consciousness for the ideas of the future. It creates the right spiritual atmosphere in which the creative and liberating work of our coming age can proceed. Let us now proceed with our meditation. Let us focus ourselves as a group upon the mental plane. As we do so, we link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light within all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. Holding this alignment, we invoke the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. 
visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. As we do so, we hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. And we lift our consciousness now even higher to the world teacher who stands as the very heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the center, at the heart of each triangle. precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network. Now visualize these energies flowing forth from the network into humanity, unifying and eliminating all divisions, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right relationship. We sound together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact to do service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events 
and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles and see new triangles being formed everywhere. Sound together the great invocation. As we repeat each stanza, we visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity. It's a great linking group and a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center 
where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Oh. Oh. Thank you, everybody. So I'd like to invite Catherine now to come on. Catherine, you can unmute yourself. Okay. <clears throat> the floor is yours. Thank you, Michael. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone. Some years ago, a dear friend shared this story. An anthropologist tells of a game played with some African children. He put a basket of fruit under a tree. Then he gathered all the children, <clears throat> excuse me. Then he gathered all the children some distance away and told them that whoever got to the basket first could have all the fruit. When he said, ready, set, go, instead of racing against one another, the children grabbed one another's hands, ran to the tree together, divided the fruit among themselves and enjoyed the feast together. When the anthropologist asked him them why they did this, the children responded, Ubuntu. Ubuntu is an African word that is difficult to express in English, but is sometimes translated, I am because we are. Fundamentally, it is a belief in an invisible and universal bond of sharing that connects all people. We become ourselves by sharing ourselves in community. As students of the ageless wisdom, we understand this as group consciousness, the soul's expression in our daily lives. This we experience as love, linking between personality consciousness of separateness and spiritual consciousness of the whole. Recognition of this universal bond of sharing that connects all people is at the heart of right human relations, so essential to the work we have given ourselves to. 
This recognition requires that we know we are expressions of divinity, that we are other than appearance, other than the circumstances of our lives, other than our feelings or our beliefs. As Pierre Teilhard de Chardin has said, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Many of us may have pondered how this possibly can be working out in these troubled times when the universal bond of sharing seems to be so far from our experience. Divinity expressing in time and space is rhythmic and cyclical. In the tiny rhythms of heartbeats and breath, heartbeats and breaths, in the cycles of sun and moon, in cycles of astrological influence, and the great cycles of the procession of the equinox, divine energy is emerging and withdrawing. In each of these cycles, forms are built, destroyed, and rebuilt to be more adequate expressions of divinity. In this process of change and evolution, the cause of our current turmoil can be found, as well as our hope for right relations. Our current situation has been described in ancient archives as a time of rending when the mountains which have sheltered fall from their high places and the voices of men are lost in the crash and thunder of the fall. Such periods usher in a particularly significant period of divine activity, and this is found the basis for assured hope in the future. Despite appearances, the white magic of right human relations cannot be stopped. It must inevitably demonstrate effectively because the energy of the seventh ray is present. Last month, we had a wonderful presentation on the cycles of divine rays, expression of divine purpose. Rays going out of and coming into manifestation cause great fluctuations in the energies being experienced by humanity. Currently, the sixth ray of idealism and devotion is slowly passing out, and the seventh ray of ceremonial order is coming into manifestation. The great potency of these two rays is so equally balanced that we see a seeming inability for our human differences to be resolved. Forms built to express sixth ray energies are no longer adequate and must eventually give way to new forms being built to express seventh ray energies, but the transition is not easy. The idealism of the sixth ray focused in individual service and sacrifice. The inclusivity of the seventh ray brings in the concept of group service and sacrifice given within the group to the group ideal. For this, we must learn to work with right motive, mental control, and brotherly love. All of these express as harmlessness, that positive attitude of mind that thinks no evil and harms nothing, the most potent force in the world today. As human beings, we struggle with the current chaos at the level of form. 
yet it is the level of energy that causes are found. This is of course not assigning blame, but is recognizing the effects of divine energy working out through changing forms. At this level, the relationship between the sixth and seventh rays is harmonious. For the sixth ray has fostered the divine vision and the seventh will materialize it. From the form side, this works out in great revolutions, gigantic cataclysms and fundamental upheavals in politics, religion and education. From the energy side, coordinating, coordination between the envisioning and the manifesting energies is of great beauty. It is important to remember that destruction is an aspect of the first ray of spirit and truly beneficent, corresponding to the law of sacrifice at the level of soul. In the relation between the immediate past and the immediate future is the working out of the plan. Perhaps our recognition of the beauty of this plan will bring, will bring us we will find our way beyond the emotional turmoil currently so prevalent. One of the effects of the seventh ray is to establish a new, in a new and intelligible way, the ever existent sense of relationship and thus bring about on the physical plane, right human relations. The agent of this is goodwill a reflection of the will to good of the first divine aspect. Of this first ray of will or purpose, goodwill is the reflection. Goodwill is man's attempt to express the intelligent, loving will of God in daily service, and as such is one of the most basic spiritual qualities of a human being. It is at the heart of right human relations. People of goodwill are those who think and act with a measure of loving understanding and of concern for the well being of all. Goodwill nourishes the spirit of understanding and fosters cooperation. There are no problems or conditions that cannot be solved by the will to good. Goodwill offsets hate and overcomes the great heresy of separateness. It recognizes and responds to the universal bond of sharing that connects all people. Sincerely practiced, goodwill is potentially a powerful force for social change, but its potential is rarely appreciated. Men and women of goodwill have tremendous influence on public opinion and potentially can be the richest asset of any nation. We are told the results of goodwill, creatively and practically applied, will be peace on earth. We are here today because of our shared interest in the work of triangles, a service of goodwill. Many of us are committed to a daily practice of linking in thought with two others to visualize a triangle of light. Visualizing the energies of light and goodwill circulating throughout the triangle and pouring out through the network of light that encompasses our entire planet. This visualization engages the creative imagination 
linking divine purpose and form, helping establish right human relations, spreading goodwill, and transforming the mental and spiritual climate of our planet. We then repeat the great invocation, which forms a channel for the downpouring of light and love into the consciousness of humanity. Our divine planetary center, humanity, has an essential contribution to make to the transforming of human consciousness in this heart-rending time of transition. At the heart of our contribution is the work of establishing right human relations. At the heart of this work is goodwill. Although we work as individuals, we are linked with each other as the children in the story are, running as one to reach the fruit. As we make our way through the many challenges, we are not without guidance from our studies, from our group, from our souls. The mantra of unification may also serve as a guide to that which we, we may affirm, that which we, we may accomplish, and that which we may invoke. So even though we've already said it once today, let us sound together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come in insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Catherine. It's a lovely presentation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so we've come to the part of our webinar now where um, we're gonna open the floor up for, for discussion questions, answers, um, anything you'd like to share, you can, um, whether you wanna type in the chat or raise your hand and we'll, um, we'll unmute you and you can share audibly. Catherine, I was just thinking as you wrapped up your, your talk there about the African uh, idea of Ubuntu that you shared and how uh, it's, really, I, it's really probably, not probably, but it, I'm sure it's not unique to just that culture that you have the same ideal of sharing and community in all sorts of cultures throughout the world, even if there isn't really a name for it. You know, and then I started thinking, I'm sure there are also places that maybe have that, have that concept, have that ideal, but perhaps because there isn't a name, it's, it's easy for it to get lost sometimes or 
maybe forgotten a little bit. Other places, surely not. But and then from there, I started thinking, like how magical it is, and how much really the work of the New Age is is really just to tune into those ideals in your local community, like your culture, whatever that is, and to reawaken them because they exist in some way everywhere, you know, this ideal of community and, and what it would mean to awaken it in, in Texas, in the US or in New York City or in Latin America or overseas or, you know, anywhere, how it looks so, so different, but yet still be so the same. So anyway, I just thought I'd comment on that. Thank, thank you, Michael. As I was listening, I thought, I think that's the work of the seventh ray. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and we are so blessed to be alive in this time where we can see it through those eyes and see through beyond, see beyond the cataclysmic and heart-rending events that it's taking to get us there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought the the theme you chose was very appropriate. This right human relations in a time of rending. Rending is like to me, it's really almost a a splitting apart in a way, but also in a way like making things new. I don't know the technical definition, but it evoked those those thoughts for me. So very appropriate word, rending. I think it would be really interesting if if people know of how Ubuntu is present in other cultures that they included that in a conversation, put it in the chat mm-hmm. or raise their hands. That would be great. Yes. Um, I'd love to, to hear that it. as well. It's, how do you raise your hand now? It's Oh, sorry. Yes. You go to, on your Zoom toolbar, there's an option that says reactions. You might have to hit more reactions and then on there there's um, like a bunch of choices and one of them is raise hand so i've just raised my hand now i'm going to lower my hand but um but catherine while we're waiting on people to maybe um collect their thoughts and raise their hand perhaps if they're going to i have another question actually i'd like to pose to you on service and so with everything going on in the world, you know, many people today, they're looking to, to help out and to, to be of service. And some people are, you know, maybe looking for a field of service. Um, and many people who feel they found their field of service may be looking to bring to it, like, just some more spiritual significance. And so I was wondering, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, the Tibetan defined service is a spontaneous outflow of a loving heart and an intelligent mind. We can serve wherever we're at, you know, but what, somebody who's still sort of searching for that, what, what advice could you give them? Because I know you've been involved in this work for a long time and thought deeply on this subject. What, what advice could you give somebody who's, who's looking to deepen their service or maybe to discover what that is for them? Michael, I think we can't talk about service unless we start with the soul Mm -hmm. because service is the response an immediate and an automatic response to soul contact and so 
the soul in service needs all the skills and experiences of the personality, but service, so to speak, is under new management. Mm -hmm. Because when we, when we try to figure out our service in the same way we figure out where we might go on vacation or figure out um, a budget to get through the next month, those, those skills are not how we find our way of service. We, we have to find our way of service through, um, through the soul, through um, examining our motives, through, um, you know, developing control on the mental plane. So we're not so drug around by our emotional reactions, the development of brotherly love. Um, and so how do we do this? We do this. As far as I know, we get we do this on, in meditation, mm -hmm. um, and so as we deepen our practice, or as our practice becomes deeper, I have to say, is a better way to say it, because day after day we show up, and we sit, and we uh, do the best we can to focus and to follow the uh, forms of meditation that are given. Um, gradually, outside of our awareness, things start to change. And those are the things that then will show us where our service may be. Mm -hmm. And it's not that much different if you want to, if you, if you already have your field of service, but you're seeking to deepen it. The difference, I think, is that it becomes more and more group-centered more and more driven by the care and love you have for the group, um, for the group ideals, for the group goals. And you reach the point where nothing you would do, you would no thought, no words, no intention, no action would ever be done to harm that group. And that is the deepening of your service however it looks on the form side. Um, this, what makes it service is what happens on the inner side. Mm -hmm. And then the form side follows. But I would really appreciate <laughs> other comments on those, yeah. on those ideas. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah, so I guess the question is, you know, is it a, something, something you choose or something that's revealed to you, I guess? perhaps a little bit of both? Well, it's, I, it has to be both as far as I know. It's really a discipleship service is blooming where you're planted. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I, 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 um, it's, so you, ex you expressed it very well. Sorry, you keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that, that's, that's all, you know, there's a, there's a point maybe in our development where we imagine our service is going to be some great contribution to humanity. Um, and there certainly are cycles of lives in which that personality is able to function in that way. But I would think for most of us, it's a matter of blooming where we planted 
in our communities, in our families, mm -hmm. in, our, in the actions of our daily lives, and then being surprised by what shows up. Thank you. I see there's a bunch of comments in the chat. I don't know if we want to turn there since there are no hands raised. Um, just scrolling through. Catherine, if you want to scroll through, if you see anything interesting you want to bring up, anything to comment on or, or comments you'd like to read. Um, let's see. Well, here's a really hard one, but maybe it's important to, to speak to. Um, what are your thoughts on evil on the physical plane and the forces of materialism? Do you think that goodwill should inform our actions in opposing them? Do you think thoughts of love alone will solve all our problems in the face of these opposing forces? Or should we oppose them physically? Um, I think, you know, I have so little understanding of the, of the depth of this topic, but I think that the, the um, idea that we have to address is the idea of separateness. And once we start to move into the idea of unification, a lot of these questions are resolved in completely different ways. So that if I approach a problem from the idea of separateness, then I'm thinking about how I have to make the other person change their mind or change their actions or change what they care about. But if I approach it from the idea of, of um, of community or of unification, then, then we are all in the pot together. And I think maybe I've run out of, of how to explain it other than it is the difference between <laughs> saying to a child who comes in all messy um, and are angry about something and you say, all right, get out of here. <laughs> or you say to that same child, would you like to start over? Can we start over again? Adam, does that make any sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> the idea of redemption sort of, I guess is what you're- Redemption is exactly- yeah, the possibility of redemption. The possibility of redemption. I mean, the whole, the whole topic of evil is a very difficult one to address because it's very philosophical concept and it's sort of, very needs a very precise definition and understanding because you say one thing's evil well what do you really you know what do you really mean by that I think I think if people want to some people I've known on the spiritual path they have a strong almost they feel a strong purpose that that's their sort of their purpose to oppose evil however they see it and to maybe combat it in a way and even people not on the spiritual path of course as well and um and I think it's important to start with the, with the evils in your own nature first. Because um, we all, unless we're of a very high grade nature, you know, 
haven't resolved all those, all those evils, all those um, parts of us that are not quite holy, not quite resolved, you know? And I think that's the best place to start because then we start to realize maybe we see somebody of an ideology or taking part in something which we deem, you know, to be allied with something that's evil when in fact, um, when in fact it's just our perception that's faulty, you know, and we've named something as evil that in fact is just different. And in that case, the, the real danger is that the whole idea of naming what's evil becomes an act of othering. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so the whole idea of combating evil, of putting yourself and something else on the other side is an inherently separating and othering act. And so until we are of, a, of I think, the right vision to, to make those judgments, and it's, and it's a very difficult judgment to make. You know, it can be very, very subtle and yet very profound the difference between something that's just elusive or of glamour and something that's truly, you know, based in evil. It's not so straightforward. So, right. warning. I wonder know. how much we, we mistake what really is glamoured um, yeah. as much more pervasive. Mm-hmm. And we should be very, I mean, spiritual, one of the greatest spiritual authors of the last 200 years, Helena Blavatsky, you know, she said the, the right and left-hand paths are separated by but a, a cobweb thread. You should be very careful, you know, especially when you get into sort of dealings with this idea of evil, what it is, and any, anything that involves it, you know, be very, very, very careful to watch yourself very, very closely that in trying to do what's righteous, you in fact, you know, fall prey to what it is you're trying to pit yourself against, <laughs> at least in some minor way, you know. So, very Glam- tricky work. The idea of glamour very tricky. Be, glamour will be around for a while. Yes, it will, I think. Yes. Here's a, a, a from Patricia Swan, and I don't know how to pronounce this word. An old Irish word means cooperation and sharing as of work without payment. So mm. here's a very similar to the. Um... Yeah, that's great. Um... We do have a hand rate. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Catherine. No, that's all right. I'm I'm just scrolling through you. Okay. We do have a hand raise. So I'm gonna unmute uh or ask to unmute. I think it's Yadelsi Bobadilla. Pronounced your name incorrectly. So Yadelsi, go ahead and unmute yourself. You should be prompted to unmute. You just have to click OK. Looks like it's unmuting and then being remuted very quickly. You don't see, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm just gonna turn off the security feature and you should be able now to unmute yourself naturally. You don't see if you try one more time. It looks like it's not working, unfortunately. Perhaps you can type your comment in the 
in the chat. Here's a question about um, the sixth and seventh ray being balanced and when that balance will shift to the seventh ray. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I think we see it happening. Mm -hmm. um, so. Yeah, it, um, when it will take place, I mean, it's over a very long period of time. So hundreds of, the transition lasts hundreds of years really so it's a very gradual thing over many generations we are almost out of time um Kathy, i don't know if you want it looks like joshua has his hand raised probably with a comment from social media did you want to take one more comment sure okay uh -huh. joshua go ahead joshua we can't hear you if you're talking can you hear me now yes we can yeah, so I think the feature's working. The other person might have just inadvertently raised their hand. Oh. But uh, on Facebook, Clarence Harvey says, Ubuntu, I am because we are, is a form of Aquarian consciousness. Interesting to see a link here to the Leo line in the great invocation. Let love stream forth into the hearts of men and to the deep meaning of let all men love. Leo gov governs the heart of the individual. Aquarius places that heart in the life of the group heart. The collective heart of triangles workers can be of great service as we enter the period of the full moon in Leo. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you very much. <clears throat> um, and this is the first day, I think, of moving into the full moon uh, influence. So mm -hmm. it's a perfect comment <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> to be reminded of yes thank, thank you so you. much and i think it's a good comment to close on as well um catherine unless you have anything else to add no thank you thank you michael thank okay. you very much thank you everybody thank you let's just end with a moment of silence Thank you. We look forward to seeing all of you next week. Goodbye. Thank you.